You bought this? Yeah. And it's ours now. We own this. Mm-hmm. I love it. Right? What did I tell you? The fireplace, the built-ins here. Are you sure you want to give this to your sister? Babe, we make 100K off this flip all day long. This is it? You guys made me ask off an hour early to see this dump? Okay, not a good fit, so we'll just go. Come on, have a little vision. French doors to the garden. Remove the stairs, take these walls down, create an open concept through the kitchen. There's a gorgeous stained glass here in the corner. The, the bones are really good. When's the part we cough up 12 grand to fix the rotted out foundation? Okay, clearly it's not for them, right? Let's just flip this one now. There's a park across the street, and the schools here are fantastic if you have a baby. When? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, King. When? When you have a baby. Okay? This place is so great. Why don't you guys move in here? What are they going to do with five bedrooms in a park? They're obviously never having kids. Look at them. Look at the emotional homes to fill. Not that we are doing it to... Shut up, Russ. Huh? What was that? What look? He just said you guys were never going to have kids, and then you did a definite look. Yeah, there was a look. What was the look for? She looked back at me to try to include me in your look. I didn't do a look. Totally did she totally did a look. <laughs> Am I on? There we go. She totally did a look. <laughs> um, my name is Ryan Agnew. I'm the worship leader here at Westside, and that is why I'm using a music stand today instead of a podium. <laughs> I'm so excited to bring today's message to you. This uh, movie hits close to home for me and my family. We recently began our journey on foster care and actually just sent home our little boy, Theo, that we've had for the past couple months. We sent him home on Friday. So if I'm a little bit emotionally um, extreme today, you'll know why, because I'm still dealing with that hole in my heart from losing him, but also the excitement of him going back to be with his dad. So that's that's a whole thing right there. Um, but to the movie, I think I love this movie so much because it's a true story. And the thing I love about like the better true stories is that they have these two things. They are funny, you laugh at them, and that you also cry at them. And then the tippy top of the true story, I guess tear ladder, is the ones where you laugh, you cry, and you do this thing where you're trying to choke back tears and you end up laughing. It's like, <laughs> like a guffaw almost. And I think that movie has this. Um, but what I like the most is that in these true stories, you often learn and grow a little bit from them. And that leads me to our series big idea today. It's this. Jesus used culturally relevant stories to teach timeless kingdom truths to lead people to God. Now, our two main characters, Pete and Nellie, have built a successful home renovation business but they're now approaching 40 with no children, and they've kind of put off having a family. Well, that comment that Ellie's brother-in-law made seems to have sparked something in Ellie. Let's take a look. Hey, Mom. Hey. Hey, buddy. Hey. You missed me. Oh, Just by going you missed me. Oh, I missed you, too. Yeah. That's a good way out. I got the towel set up as you wanted for the kitchen. Oh, you okay? What's the matter? Nothing. I was just thinking about what you said about adopting a five-year-old. I said that? Yeah. I was totally, I was joking. I know. It's kind of crazy, but it just got me thinking. And there's so many kids in foster care, and they're moving from place to place, and they don't have anybody. 
And it's like the saddest thing I've ever seen. And I found this adoption agency, and they're having an orientation next week. Oh, no, 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 don't show me that. I don't want to see those little faces. Trying to break my heart, I just got home from work. Ellie, people who take in foster kids are really special. These are the kind of people who volunteer when it's not even a holiday. Like, we don't even volunteer on a holiday. <laughs> As we watch the movie today, I want you to pay close attention to something. There's, it seems like there's two points of views here. There's Ellie's perspective, which is like God's perspective on the fatherless, and there's a yearning to help and support the children in need, whereas Pete's perspective is the, I don't want to see that attitude, and it's more of an earthly perspective. Um, it's an attitude of selfishness and an, al- an attitude with a filter or a veil over his eyes, only choosing what he wants to see instead of what God wants him to see. And um, sometimes... We have that attitude, don't we? An attitude where we use a filter or a veil to selfishly distort our views to make our lives easier. I'm looking at you, Facebook mute button, or snooze button, or whatever they call it now, uh, just trying to shut off some of the noise going on, and God wants us to see all of it. He wants to make our hearts open to all of it. You see, true freedom is found when we turn to the Lord, lift the veil, and become more like Jesus our Lord. Let me unpack that for a second. Um, in order to turn to something, we have to turn away from something. So let's, let's take, let's rep- represent the cross as Jesus. In order to turn to Jesus, I need to turn away from something. Say, let's say I have a piano addiction, and I just can't get enough piano, and it becomes my God. Well, I got to turn away from that and turn to Jesus. And when I do that, that veil over my eyes is lifted, and we become more like him naturally. And when that veil's taken away, we see God for who he is and who he's for. That's us. And as that veil's taken away, we are becoming more like Jesus. Check this out. In 2 Corinthians, it says this. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we're changed into his glorious image. In this next clip, Pete is about to have his veil removed and his perspective shifted. I can't buy these pita chips anymore, they're way too spicy. I'm getting my nose water in. Got it, baby. I guess I. 
As you can see, Pete and Ellie are pumped. They, uh, they're taking the next steps in their foster care journey by signing up to attend foster care classes, and, and they become the new kids on the block when it comes to foster care. Pete and Ellie are doing what God has done for us. Check this out. John writes, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them? How can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Now, right here when it says, it says, dear children, I was like, oh man, we're all part of a family. This is so beautiful. We've been adopted by God. And then upon further research, I found that when he's saying dear children, he's like, you guys are so naive. Dear children, like you're not, you don't understand. Let us not love with words of speech. You guys are loving with words of speech. This is what you need to do. You need to love with actions and in truth. And that's, that's what Pete and Ellie are doing. They're loving. They're walking out their love with actions. They complete their eight-week foster care class, and uh, they begin to foster. Now, part of, the par- part of the tension of foster care is that they try and keep the sibling sets together. Um, so it's really hard to just get one kid. And Pete and Ellie... They begin fostering not one or two, but three kids, because why not, right? <laughs> uh, siblings, or the three kids' names are Juan, Lita, and Lizzie, and they're siblings who have been in the foster care system for quite a while, as you're going to see, and whose mom is an addict and has been unable to care for them. guys are rich. What? Rich? No. <laughs> not rich. No, I mean, no, we're no. doing okay. Well, I mean, we got this house. It was a dump. That's what we do. We renovate houses. Ellie did all the design work in here. It's actually, everything is from swap meets and flea markets, and it's not, not that expensive at all. Oh, that's Crystal. Sorry. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, I shouldn't have left this out. So you guys want to see your rooms? Come on. Go check out your rooms. What do you think? I love the bunny because she has a skirt. Whose toys are these? They're yours to share. Yeah. <gasps> Legos! Can I put my bears in there? Sure. Of course. Wow, you sure have a lot of teddy bears. These are just court bears. They get one every time we go to family court. 
Actually, how you can spot a foster kid. The the kid carrying her whole life in a hefty bag. It's fostered joke. Well, make yourself at home. Yeah, this is your place. You can do whatever you want with it. Do you want to put posters on the wall? You want to paint it? Yeah, yeah, come on. This is what we do. Build it. Oh, we can knock that out in 20 minutes. We just run down to the hardware store, pick any color you like. Yes. Come on, what do you say? Any color. Just pick a color. What color do you like? Any color you want. Anything you want. You pick a color, we're doing it. You look great in green. What do you think? Wow, uh, it's, yeah, darkest of the black tones. Yeah, that's what you picked. Dark kettle black, huh? I like it. It's really dope. <laughs> I'm gonna get dinner started. Okay. She doesn't like it. I think she loves it. Well, you know what they're gonna do. Love is meeting people where they're at and walking alongside them, even if they want to paint their bedroom black. Um, Jesus came to meet us where we are, right? Paul writes in Philippians 2, he says this, And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. He existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human. And that's what I mean when I say Jesus came to meet us where we are. You see, we have a God who loves us, a God who wants to meet us where we are, and who became human, and is cool if we paint our bedroom black, but he doesn't want to stop there. See, God wants to adopt us. He wants us to be in his family permanently. So he gave. He gave a lot. He gave his only son, Jesus, who is God in human form, to give us a chance to be a part of his family. Now let me be very clear here. When I say he gave his only son, that means Jesus died. And Jesus did not have a quick death either. He had to carry his cross across town, lay it on the ground, be nailed to it, be lifted up and hang there for hours before he died. Now, if you're new to church, this is probably a bizarre concept. And you're thinking, why would he do that for me? It's because he loves you. Not only does he love you, but he's willing to pay the price to adopt you into his family through the suffering and death of Jesus. You see, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him, that's any of us, 
that believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but he came to save it through him. He opened the door for our adoption into the family of God, and, and now we can become part of this amazing family of God, and that's the good news. Now, back to the movie. We pick up with Lizzie asking Pete and Nellie if she can meet up with her mom, her, her biological mom. And remember, love is meeting people where they are and walking alongside them. So, that's what Pete and Nellie do. They support Lizzie. They walk alongside her. Hey! Hey! Yeah, it was looking good. Huh? You like yeah, it? Yeah, I put the uh, storage at the end of the island like you suggested. Great idea, by the way. It's awesome. Why don't you come help us hang some tile? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh... So, uh, there's, um... There's something I like to do, and I, and I was hoping I could get your help, uh, you know, setting it up. Sure. What do you got? What do we set up? Anything. Um, so, I, so I, I was talking to Karen and Sharon, and they... Uh, my mom got out a few, few, a few months ago, so... I haven't seen her. You know, I was hoping I could, could see her. It's okay, sweetheart. It's okay. We're, we're gonna we're go right with you. We're right here. We'll walk together. Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> oh, my babies, you got so big. Won't you come, your more? Hi, I'm Sue. I'm Carla's caseworker. You must be Pete and Ellie. Yeah, I'm Pete. Hi. Uh, this is Carla. She's... Their mom. I'm Ellie. Nice to meet you. I'm Pete. Hey, I wanted to say thank you for watching them while I was... No problem. They've been doing great. Yeah. I mean, Juan started playing piano, right, buddy? And Rita just got 100 on her last spelling test, and Lizzie's soccer team is undefeated. All right, so are you guys going to pick us up at 4? Okay. We'll see you in a bit. Yeah, we'll be back. Meet up, guys. Nice to meet you. It's kind of a heavy scene. One of the hard things about foster care is that it's hard to love a kid tightly and loosely at the same time, knowing that they're likely going to leave your care at some point. I'm about to give you a quote from a book here. And while this 
quote is from a foster care book, I think it applies to all of us. It's this. Our calling is to love like God because we have first been loved by him and to trust him with the outcomes. And that's what Pete and Nellie do. Uh, when we, we can do that too. When we love like God, we love with open hands and open arms, even though sometimes it's really painful. Here's the next clip. I see that you've been keeping up with your visits. That's good. I also understand that you've been sober for the last five months. Is that still the case? Yes. That's very good news. And if I were to put the kids in your care, your current residence could accommodate them? I think so. It's, it's small, but it works. Gerardo. And Ms. Viara, do you feel capable of responsibly caring for Juan, Lita, and Lizzie at this time? Ms. Viara. I'm not. Yes, Your Honor. I'm capable now. Lita, come on, get your stuff. Find me, Paul. Hey, I've got a car seat for Lita if you don't have one. You guys picking us up? Where's Mom? She was supposed to meet us at the office this morning and she didn't show. She didn't answer her phone. But did you go to her house? Did she waited to me? Yes, we went to see her. She was very ashamed. She said she can't do it. No, she didn't. No, because why? Why would she? Um, why would she fill out all the forms and then the court stuff and the reunification stuff? She didn't. Lizzie, your mom said you filled out all those forms. What help? But so what? She felt she was being pushed into something that she wasn't ready for. No, I, I didn't push her. She's ready. Just, just, just let me talk to her, please, and then. And then we can figure something out and Honey, she can take me home. Honey, when we saw her, it was obvious she's using it yet. She's not coming, baby. Sweetie, we're so sorry. Lizzie. Lizzie. Oh, okay. We watch the kids. No, we're not. You know who we are? We're here. That's right, we're here. And we love you. <laughs> what? No, you don't. You don't even know me. Hey, hey uh, what's going on out here? Could you just give us a few minutes, please? Oh, okay, sorry. Lizzie, honey, we do know you. We, we know that you hate cheese, that you really love cheeseburgers, and we know that when you feel good in the morning, you put on a little less makeup, 
than you do on the bad days. Exactly. Yeah. And look, we know that the most important thing in the world to you is to protect Juanalina from the things nobody protected you yes. from. We know that about you, right? Yes, honey. Look, we know that there's so much that we don't know, but, but if you're afraid that we can't handle knowing the bad stuff or the scary stuff, that we can, I promise. Yeah, bring it. I mean, whatever you got, we want it because we love you, Lizzie. Stop saying that. Please just go with Do you remember how Jesus came to meet us where we are? It reveals so much about our God, that he would step into our lives, step into our mess, step into our pain, step into the hard things, and just pursue us. He says, I see where you are, and I'm coming for you. Not in a scary hide-and-seek way, but in a way that says, I can give you peace. I can help you through this. I see you. I know you. I got you. I love you. And how many times do we just say, please, just go away, I don't need your help. How can you love me when you don't even know me? And God shows us through his word that he can, he can handle the bad stuff and the scary stuff and whatever we got, he wants it because he loves us with that kind of unconditional love that we can't experience anywhere else. And no matter how many times we reject God's love and we run away, he is always there, ready to receive us. I want to read you this verse that the Apostle Paul, I guess it's a chunk of verses, that the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 8. He says this, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. And I want to pause right here. Time out. You may be going through hell today. God still loves you. He's going to help you through this situation. Time in. No power in the sky or above, in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that's revealed in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Nothing can separate us from God's love. He wants you. And let's see how they perceive Lizzie here. Is Lizzie okay? She's a little upset right now, buddy. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Here she is. So, um, here's what I think is best. I know Juan and Lena are more like what you had in mind when you got into this. So, I think the best thing is for you to adopt them, and and I'll just ask Karen for um, a different placement. So no, no, it'll be good. It'll no, be good. Honey. We need your help with Juan and Lita. We're not doing this without you. I I'll visit all the time, and and you can call me if you need help for anything. No, Pete, I really don't care about this. Yeah, I don't care. I said no. It's not happening. Okay, you're with us now. Yeah, and you know why? 
We've got a cosmic connection. That's right, we've got a cosmic connection. I know you feel really sorry for me right now, but you really don't It's have... got nothing to do with what just happened. Where's the court statement Ellie gave you? See this? Read that. Lizzie once asked me why we did this, why we took them in. We couldn't give her an answer at the time. We did it because something was missing in our lives that we didn't know what it was. And this one, Lita, and Lizzie. You see, you were always missing, Lizzie. But now you're here and you are stuck with us. That's right. All right, we're gonna be at every soccer game. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna buy you your first prom dress. Yeah, and it's gonna be really, really pretty. Right, and when you graduate high school, we're gonna be in the front row embarrassing you. Yes. And then we're gonna be in the front row again when you graduate college too, or even if you don't. But you will be graduating college because it's so important and you're so smart and I don't mean to push, but it just opens up so many more opportunities. But either way, we're gonna be there for you. Yeah, and someday, I'm gonna give you away at your wedding. Someday in the future. Someday in the way, way, way off, deep, 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 distant future. Lizzie, can we go home now? Yeah, I guess we can. Look, I know you don't like this, but you're gonna have to get used to it once in a while, okay? Can I get one of those? Because I haven't gotten a single hug from you since I've known you. Please. We're going home. Today is Adoption Day for Juan, Lita, and Lizzie. Do you remember your Adoption Day? The day you were adopted into the family of God? If not, today could be Adoption Day for you too. Will being adopted erase your past? No. Does it, does it mean that because you're a part of this family now, it's going to be easy and all your hardships will disappear? No, sorry. But it does mean that you don't have to face it alone. And, and this, when we talk about what it means to wrap someone in God's family, this is what it means to wrap someone in God's family. And that brings me to my big idea for this teaching today. It's this. God wants you because he loves you. So he paid the price to adopt you into his family. God's covered the cost family of God it isn't perfect but the good news is that you don't have to be perfect either to be a part of it maybe you're like Lizzie maybe you think your life's too messy maybe maybe you think no nah, he wouldn't want somebody like me but God wants you warts and all he wants you with all of your blemishes maybe you're like the mom who lost her children God still wants her. God wants everyone in this room. 
So I invite you to consider this. As the next clip plays, your expenses have been paid. And are you ready to become a member of the family of God? If so, if this is a yes, this is what you need to do. Stop running. It's hard for some of us, but you need to stop running. You need to turn to Jesus, repent, remove that veil, and see him for who he is. Receive his gift of becoming a part of the family and share that with someone. Come to, to our prayer partners and celebrate with them. Turn to the person next to you. Give them a high five. This is an exciting time. Let them celebrate with you. But again, as this next clip plays, I invite you, come accept your place in the family of God. You know, family court is important work, but it's difficult work. We spend day in and day out dealing with things that we feel no family should have to go through. So on these rare days, when we get to smile at work, these days mean a great deal to all of us. And I may not look it, but I'm a huge cornball, <laughs> and I live for this. Honey? <laughs> officially create a new family. Peter and Eleanor Wagner, do you wish to adopt Juan, Lita, and Lizzie into your family today? Yes, Your Honor. Yes, Your Honor. It's just the songs. Got me a little emotional. Juan, Lita, and Lizzie, would you like Peter and Eleanor to be your mom and dad? Sure. Yes, please. Yes! <laughs> well, then... By the authority vested in me by the state of California, I pronounce you a family. What a beautiful ending, and what a beautiful beginning for some of you. If you answered yes to wanting to become a part of the family of God, then come celebrate with me or someone close to you. There's a guy in this uh, dad shirt over there. Happy Father's Day, Ryan. His name's Ryan. He'll come celebrate with you too. Find him. Find somebody to celebrate this with. And if it's a yes, welcome to the family. Like the judge said in court, I now pronounce you family. Check out this verse. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves, no. Instead, 
you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. I want to tell you a story about our little guy, Theo, that we sent back on Friday. Two months ago, two months ago when we got him, they said he's going to walk when he you're going to see his first step, and he's going to be walking by the time he leaves your care. Because it appears that that's how much faith people have in the foster care system. But um, he stayed with us for two months, and in the end, he didn't, he didn't end up walking. But he did take a, a couple steps. And we were there. We were encouraging him the whole time, man. Let's go, Theo. You got this, man. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, you did it. We wrapped our arms around him and we celebrated. We're so proud of you. Did it. All four of us were just there. I guess one was over there. And three of us were here just cheering him on. That's how God is with us when we take our next step. So I encourage you, if you haven't already, take a next step today. Become part of God's family. Meet people where they are and walk alongside them in their journey. Serve those in need. You don't have to do everything. I'm not saying do every single one of those things, but please do something. We actually have some people taking their next step today in water baptism. It's during our next service, but if you've accepted your place in the family of God today, I encourage you. You, you received a spirit that does not make you fearful slaves. So let's celebrate with that. If you've taken this next step, come get baptized. It's a symbol telling everybody, hey, I'm on, following this guy. I'm on my journey. And if you see somebody up there taking their next step in baptism, walk alongside them. Find them. Don't let that journey end this Sunday. Find them during the week. Find them next Sunday. Check in with them. got one last thing and it's this Jesus loves you and he will never stop loving you let's pray God we thank you for being a God who consistently pursues us whether we're on the mountaintop or we're sitting in the valley very low you are right there pursuing us thank you for always being there thank you for receiving us when we when we stop running and we turn to you and we follow you. We thank you for sending Jesus to give us a chance to be a part of your family. We love you, Lord, and as, as we worship, open our hearts to see you more and to glorify you more. Amen. <laughs>